today on the Daily Gator Daily Thought, the Tuesday edition. Got a lot of subjects to talk about, kind of a scatter shooting kind of thing. Uh, we've got a story about uh, what uh, a first grade teacher apparently has been caught recording uh, an identity share Zoom call with uh, kindergarten through second grades where he spoke out about being trans. Uh, but at least he didn't say gay. Uh, we've also got a story that I think is entirely made up. I think we've got a fake racial outrage, hate crime here. We'll look at it and we'll see what you think. And, uh, we've got some debate over, uh, DoorDash workers refusing to deliver certain orders because the last time I guess they went there and delivered the people didn't tip them. We'll get into that a little bit. And is it okay to be a unicorn? What if it's just an innocent children's book? Sometimes conservatives need to be careful that they don't become part of the cancel culture. Okay? Remember, your conservative views, your brain, not your emotions. And we've got another story here about an heir to the Walt Disney Company. Has publicly come out as transgender, happy for you, don't really care, but whatever. And they are outrageously outraged over the, quote, don't say gay bill. Gee, another idiot that never read the bill that's outraged over it. Knuckleheads. And a woman who falsely accused a young black teenager, I think it's 14, of stealing her cell phone when her goofy ass left in her Uber ride is going to be charged with, uh, I guess, false imprisonment, some other things. Of course, the story is in New York City. God, I'm so glad I don't live in New York, and so glad I never, ever will. I know there's lots of great restaurants. You know what else? It's still New York. Discount this southern boy out of that mess all today on the daily gator daily thought with me doug hagan let's kick this damn pig shall we folks Okay, kids, let's pick, let's kick this off with uh, 
It's going to be a lot of scatter shooting. This kind of quicker takes on some some stories. Uh, this one's serious, and it's going to be the most serious one I address probably. Uh, so let's go to Moon Battery. Uh, Dave Blunt writes that a prominent talking point in the liberal establishment media is to express righteous indignation against those who use the term groomers uh, to refer to the LGBT militants and their allies who hysterically oppose Florida's much-needed parental rights and education law. That's the one the left always uh, lies about when they call it the Don't Say Gay Bill. Completely, completely erroneous description of the bill. The word hits home because it's accurate. Well, right, for example... A transgender first grade teacher named Ray Skyer at a Boston area charter school was shockingly given permission by the school assistant principal to tell kindergarten, first grade, and second grade students his views on gender identity. Again, that's not your job as a teacher. Okay? If you want to discuss your your identity, your definition with adults who want to discuss it with you, have at it, man. It's America. God bless you. I hope you enjoy it. But these are kids. Your job as teacher is to teach them what's in the curriculum. Your job as teacher is not to teach them your opinion on sensitive topics like this. And your your job is not, uh, your job description does not include dictating to students your twisted views of things even if your views are 100% correct if the if the if the parents through the legislature of the state have said don't teach this then by god don't teach it because the parents are your boss now let's in, get into what he said because what he said matters uh, the, quote, identity share encouraged by Brooke Rosendale School Assistant Principal Sarah Hammond. Hi, Sarah. Do you have a clue how to do your damn job? Uh, occurred in a Zoom call instead of in person. So there's a video record of it. Uh-oh. See, a lot of times the left will lie about things they say and do. But you can't do this. You can't erase this because it was caught live on video. Here's how Skyer instructs children who, according to Dave Blunt, don't know better. This is what he said to his, again, kindergarten, first, second grade, five to seven-year-olds, basically. So when babies are born, he said, the doctor looks at them and they make a guess about whether the baby is a boy or a girl on what they look like. Okay, look. Kick the semantics to the side. Let's have a factual conversation here, Mr. Soon-to-be former teacher. When a doctor looks at a baby after the baby is born, <laughs> and this is probably an evidence in, in ultrasound imaging before the baby's even even delivered, uh, there are clear signs whether the boy is a girl or a boy, or whether the child or the baby is a boy or a girl. Okay. We do it with kittens, puppies, because yes, part of scientific fact is there are, count them with me, come on, you can do it. 
a one and a two. There's one gender and two genders. That's it, male or female. There ain't no third option, okay? I don't care about your identity. I don't care about your personal life. None of my damn business. But this is science. That's how doctors determine. He pretends, he, he puts it like doctor just looks at a baby and goes, oh, okay, uh, flip a coin. Okay, girl. Again, it's completely ridiculous. And to tell this to kids is an, is stupid. This man is a buffoon. Uh, most of the time, he said, that guess is 100% correct. Actually, every time it's correct. Uh, there are no issues whatsoever, but sometimes the doctor is wrong. The doctor makes an incorrect guess. Again, the doctor's not guessing. He's using or she's using his eyes, which he has two of or she has two of, and they're picking between two genders based on what they see physically present on the infant. It ain't rocket science, Mr. Again, soon, soon to be former teacher. Uh, he continued, when a doctor makes a correct guess, that's when a person is called cisgender. When a doctor's guess is wrong, that's when they are a transgender. And this whole thing is why you are soon to be a former teacher. Uh, Libs of TikTok caught onto this and posts about it on Twitter. Uh... <laughs> And you can actually watch it and listen to it online. Uh, you can uh, observe this goofball uh, talking to these kids, trying to indoctrinate the kids as to his so woke version of the world. And something something cool about me, Miss Hammond? All right. All right. So something that's really cool and unique about who I am is that I am transgender. So we touched a little bit about that at the beginning of this week uh, in the book that Ms. Hammond read, but I'm going to give you my explanation about what it means to be transgender as well. So when babies are born, the doctor looks at them and they make a guess about whether the baby is a boy or a girl based on what they look like. And most of the time that guess is 100% correct. There are no issues whatsoever. Um, and, but sometimes the doctor is wrong. The doctor makes an incorrect guess. Um, when the doctor makes a correct guess, that's when a person is called cisgender. When a doctor's guess is wrong, that's when they are transgender. So I'm a man, but when I was a baby, the doctors told my parents I was a girl. And so my parents gave me a name that girls typically have and bought me clothes that girls typically wear. Um, and until I was 18 years old, everyone thought I was a girl. And this was super, super uncomfortable for me because I knew that wasn't right. Um, the way I like to describe it is like wearing a super itchy sweater. Um, the longer you wear it, the itchier it gets. And the only way to make the itching stop is to have everyone see and know the person that you really are. So when I was 18, I told my family and my friends that I'm really a boy. And it was like this huge weight had been lifted off of my shoulders and I had the freedom to be who I truly am. And even though this experience is super challenging sometimes, um, I am it made me the person I am and I'm super proud to be transgender. And soon you'll be really proud to be fired. Uh, the point is, loser. Can I call you a loser? Good. The fact is that if you had this conversation with adults, older people, maybe even older students with parental approval, uh, it'd be it'd be fine. 
These are kindergartners, first graders, second graders. And you're telling them things that are incorrect. Okay? That's the problem. Because you're so in love with your own, quote, identity. And you obsess over your own identity so much. You just can't shut up about it. You can't stop talking about it. You've got to glorify yourself to people and justify yourself and redeem yourself. I got news for you. People don't redeem themselves. Only one being in the universe, the one that created the universe by chance, actually redeems people. Okay, so stop trying to be your own savior because you're not. Again, you don't respect parents. If you did, you wouldn't have said this to these kids. You wouldn't have done it underhandedly, kind of behind their backs. And that's why you shouldn't be a teacher. You sound like a pretty nice guy or girl or whatever. You sound like you're a pretty nice, pretty reasonable person. But you can't get over your own obsession with your identity long enough just to be a person doing the right thing and following the guidelines that the parents of these children set for you. I mean, if these parents were to go to you and say, hey, you want to come talk to my kids about that? That's a parent making a choice. You see the difference? Yes, just like there's a difference between male and female. There's a difference between right and wrong. And you, for you, uh, sadly for you, because again, you seem like a fairly reasonable guy. You made the wrong choice. Again, you're teaching kids, as Dave Blunt puts it, that the determination of a boy or girl is not determined by chromosomes or genitalia. It's just a guess. But it's not just a guess. All right? you The left is at war with everything now. Science, math included. Three plus five might not be eight, depending. And a girl might not be a girl, depending on other factors. No, there are certain things that are, that are just the way it is. Now, uh, there's another teacher uh, that Dave Blunt points out here. Uh, he writes, children are implicitly invited to wonder whether the doctor guessed wrong in their own case. And in the little audio you just heard, the point is to destabilize children when they are at their most vulnerable so as to render them more susceptible to recruitment into the LGBT world. I don't know if that's true or not. That's Dave Blunt's opinion. Uh, and if you have a problem with his opinion, go talk to him. You're not going to scare him away. Trust me. I think at least partially there are certain people who absolutely are so obsessed with their own identity they don't know what lines not to cross. And I think they are dangerous in ways. It is straightforward grooming as the Florida law is intended to prevent. Skyer teaches first grade. He should say taught first grade, I think. The grooming starts even younger. A preschool teacher has gone viral on social media after describing how she teaches her young, impressionable students about her personal life, including the fact that the teacher is polyamorous, gender fluid, not identifying as either female or male, and that she is a pagan witch. Well, okay. Okay, kids. I'm not a man. I'm not a woman. I'm polyamorous. I know you have no freaking idea what that means. I shouldn't be talking to you about it, but I also happen to be a pagan witch, so it's going to be okay. Seriously. Fired! Uh, the gender fluid witch, which uh, calls itself Lois Schwartz, 
And don't get offended because Dave Blunt said it, because it's not a female, so it's not a she, it's not a male, it's not a he. What is it? It's an it's. Uh, Lois Schwartz gives us a glimpse of how children are instructed. Listen closely. And at one point, I got a haircut, and I had gotten on the sides of my mohawk shaved down. <laughs> what a shocker. There's a mohawk involved. And I come into work, and one of the children goes, Lois, are you a boy? Uh, you have short hair. And his sister goes, no, Lois is a girl. And a third child, who is my favorite, suddenly yells, No, guys, we've been over this. Lois isn't a boy or a girl. Lois is a witch. Duh. Well, I guess there's one woke little bastard in the class. Joking about the little bastard remark, okay? He's just a kid. Uh, why in the hell would a teacher choose to do that? Again, that's obsession. The obsession over your identity, you have to share it. And you've got to push it upon other people. You're the person that won't shut up about the university they went to, or the church they attend, or your favorite uh, football team, or baseball team, or how much you love selling Avon products. Is Avon still a thing? I don't know. I don't care. That's you. You're that person, but your obsession is over your identity and making damn sure everyone knows ad nauseum how... Gay, straight, transgender, cisgender, polyamorous, pansexual. Uh, if you have a mohawk, if you have a, uh, if you're part witch, all witch, total witch, whatever. You've got to share it with them. In other words, you have mental issues, and uh, <laughs> and the uh, lives of TikTok caught this person too on Twitter. Uh, the polyamorous gender fluid witch with a formerly with a, with a mohawk. Uh, wow, facial piercings. This person may have mental problems. Don't ask me where I get that impression from. I'm not a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist, so I can't diagnose somebody. I would never attempt to. But I'm saying, looking at the person, they may actually be uh, crazy. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, okay? The out to lunch sign may never come down in this person's head. But anyway, don't need to be around kids. Now, my friends, let's move on to something less important, but just as interesting, I'm sure. All right, let's get to a few stories here. There's a woman in, uh, in New York City. She was at a New York City hotel anyway where she temporarily went into super Karen mode, uh, Karen on steroids, perhaps. Uh, she was caught on camera attacking a black teenager in a New York City hotel lobby after accusing the kid, who was 14, of stealing her cell phone, which he didn't steal because the dumb biatch left it in her Uber ride. Because stupid. Uh, she agreed to a plea deal on Monday, uh, Maya Ponsato, 23, going on 13, of California, pleaded guilty to unlawful imprisonment in the second degree as a hate crime. I don't know if she did it as a hate crime. I don't know if she did it because the boy was black. I think she did it just because she is uh, a little bit off in the head, as they say. She's slightly touched, as my grandfather would have said. Uh, this, according to... 
the Manhattan District Attorney, uh, Ponsetta, who's also known as Soho Karen, was thrust into a national spotlight after footage of the incident went viral on social media in December of 2020. Uh, she attacked 14-year-old Kenyon Archeon Harold Jr. and his father in the lobby of the Arlo Hotel in Soho. I'm sorry, madam. We don't behave that way at the Arlo Hotel. You'll have to leave the premises now, Karen. Uh, she accused a teen of stealing her iPhone. I've got like an iPhone, so I'm like better than you with your Android, which like works as well, if not better. But I have an iPhone, so screw you, Apple rocks, okay? Uh, her lawyer later confirmed she actually left the phone in an Uber. Uh, Miss Ponsata displayed outrageous behavior. That's District Attorney Alvin L. Bragg Jr. said in a statement on Monday. As a black man, I have personally experienced racial profiling countless times in my life, and I sympathize with this young man victimizing the incident. This plea ensures appropriate accountability for Miss Ponsata by addressing underlying causes for her behavior and ensuring his conduct does not recur. That's right. He's a black man who's been victimized by racism with a Scottish slash Irish accent. Uh, Poinsettia's, Poinsettia's lawyer, Paul D'Amelia, uh, said that she is pleased her, her plea deal can bring the unfortunate misunderstanding to a close. The only thing unfortunate is that your client is a absolute biatch and had a bad day. She probably has lots of bad days and, well, she got, got, got in trouble for it. Uh, now, an heir to the Walt Disney Company has publicly come out as, come on, you guess, it's the thing everyone's coming out, everyone's doing, it's like the hip thing to do now. It's just one of those things everybody's doing. If you're not coming out as transgender, you're not cool like that. Well, this heir to the Disney uh, fortune is cool like that because he, she has come out as transgender. In a recent interview, Charlie Disney described a little about their own journey. I'm on a journey, and I'm like, I was confused, and like, I was a boy, and then a girl, and I like, was confused on my like, journey, uh, and I heard a song by Journey, and I said, man, it's Journey singing about a journey, and I'm transgender. Maybe I should change it to trans journey. I don't know. Uh, as they condemn states that have been passing bills that seek to restrict the rights, rights of the LGBT community. Of course, the Florida law, they quote, don't say, don't say gay bill, which is a completely erroneous way to describe the bill. Here's another idiot that doesn't know how to read. Here's, here's something. Here's a rumor. Here's a headline someone made up, reads a meme, and off they go into the wonderful world of the perpetually aggrieved, offended, and butthurt. The pretend victims. They're so happy to be a victim. And I mean, hey, if I was an heir to the Disney uh, company, I know I'd feel really bad about what I'm going to, how rich I'm going to be one day. Uh, the 30-year-old high school biology and environmental science teacher uh, first publicly came out last month during a gala 
isn't that kind of uh, discriminatory to call a, coming out as a, in a gala? It's, it's not spelled that way, but the word gala includes the word gay, so therefore, human rights violation. It, isn't that the way it works? Shouldn't we be canceling the word gala? And any dictionary that has a definition of the word gala? Should we be going combing through combing through the Twitter and Facebook post of uh, someone who anyone really who used the word gala in some type of insensitive fashion and ruining their lives? Isn't that the fun of cancel culture? Just asking. Uh, but this gala was for the Human Rights Campaign, where they announced two hundred fifty thousand dollar matching grant to the advocacy group. Good fanatics with more money. That's what we need. They told the LA Times last week when that what they that they first privately came out as transgender four years ago, and they is not a plural; it's this one person. Again, rules of of grammar are are they're all racist and sexist and homophobic now, so they can't be used. This was one of the air's most prominent acts of support for the LGBT community, Charlie. C-H-A-R-L-E-E, Disney uh, told the LA Times, I feel like I don't do very much to help. I don't call senators. I don't take action. I felt like I could be doing more. And take more action they did, by golly. Along with their donation to HRC, Disney's parents, uh, Roy P. Disney, who is the grandson of the company's co-founder and Walt Disney's great nephew and his wife, Sherry announced that they were going to double Charlie's commitment to the group. Equality matters deeply to us. Roy Roy Disney wrote in an email to the Washington times, especially because our child Charlie is transgender and a proud member of the LGBTQ plus community. Well, uh, I don't really care what you are, what your grandchild, grandson, granddaughter, grand whatever, I don't care. I don't care what charities you endorse or, or support. I wish, though, if you're going to criticize a piece of legislation, you'd bother to get your lazy ass motivated enough, Mr. Roy P. Disney, and your grandchild, to actually educate yourself on what the bill actually does instead of giving us more of your fake contrived, look at me, I'm a victim, bullshit outrage. All right, I think we've all had enough of that and enough of that. Is that okay to be a a, uh, a mythical creature? Is that okay to be a, I was going to say the word, is that okay to be a unicorn? Maybe to come out as a unicorn, identify as a unicorn, maybe become a unicorn asexual. If there is such a thing, and why not? Why shouldn't there be unicorn asexuals? Everything else gets a sexual behind their name. Unicorn. Unicorn porn. It rhymes. I think I want to start one of those channels. Unfortunately, I don't know any unicorns, and I damn sure wouldn't do those kind of things with the unicorns. Plus, I'm too old. I could uh, never pull off some of those positions. Uh, But anyway... Apparently, it may not be okay to be a unicorn. From uh, who had this story? MSN.com had it. Uh, Some people are apparently out for unicorn blood in Ohio. 
Parents in Buckeye Valley School District near Columbus reportedly mobilized last week to ban the children's book, It's Okay to Be a Unicorn. The funny, upbeat book with colorful unicorns and a rainbow. Oh, there's a rainbow too. Oh, wow. I like a unicorn intercoursing a rainbow would be the perfect, perfect, uh, perfect, uh, what's the uh, image for unicorn porn? It's perfect. I am a genius. I'm going to get rich with this, folks. Uh, let's kids know what's okay to be themselves, which the book's detractors apparently viewed as subversive message. Well, I'd have to see the message, honestly. I was taught it's okay to be you. It's okay to be different. You shouldn't be different. I was taught differences are good. Differences, likenesses, it's all, as long as you're yourself, you are yourself, you treat others well. Why don't we teach our kids that these days instead of all the uh, BS? And I don't know if this book is, is good, bad. I didn't do any research on it. I just wanted a way really to launch my unicorn porn idea <laughs> because, yeah, I may be an influencer. You never know. Uh, next, I guess, stunning, handsomely man with uh, his idea of unicorn porn. What a genius, ladies and gentlemen. Now here's our super hot anchor to interview him. Uh, yeah, it'll never happen, I know. But author Jason Tharp said a school principal told him last week that he could no longer read the book at local school event as scheduled. A teacher said they were ordered to remove the student artwork related to it from the walls. Again, I'd like to see some pictures of this thing. A handful of parents turned up for a school district emergency meeting on Friday about the unicorn book. However, they all reportedly wanted the book to stay. They're, I think they're called Parents for Unicorns. I don't know. Uh, so why couldn't we read a book with a rainbow on it? Asked one disgusted parent who also teaches in the district. You know what I want to know about this story? And there is a video attached to it. But uh, I wanted to... I wonder this. There's been no mention of what the book says. Why the parents were opposed to it. Is it a misunderstanding? Is it uh, some people kind of going a little too far in their ideological outrage? Uh, or is it actually something that parents should be angry over? I mean, a book that says be yourself, it's okay to be yourself. It was great. Nothing wrong with it. But again, it's the message behind it. That's the point of these books. You can't just look at a title or a cover uh, and say, you know, that book is good or that book is bad. But interim district school superintendent Jerry Frolick told WBNS that officials just wanted to make sure that we vetted the book and claimed that only a single parent had complained. Uh, Freelick or Frolick, I guess it is. I did not say when the book would be vetted and if it will ever be allowed back in the classroom. Another local outlet, uh, WSYX, uh, reported that a group of parents were upset that the book was promoting LGBTQ issues. Well, if it's promoting that, it probably doesn't belong in schools. Uh, the district denied that the book was banned in a statement to WSYX and said all student artwork will be displayed. They didn't do that when I was a kid teacher wouldn't put my drawings up they weren't they weren't arty enough for her still hate that woman 
But Tharp disputed that and said he was not allowed to read the book. I never in a million years thought I'd have to defend a unicorn book, he told WBNS. The conflict was apparently triggered. Oh, God, somebody got triggered. Who isn't triggered these days? If you're not triggered, there needs to be a number, a self-help number to help you get triggered. 1-800-TRIGGERED. Dial now. Operator standing by. Uh, by the book's bright colors, an image of a rainbow. You know, rainbows aren't bad. I hope people still understand that. Uh, but again, certain people have tried to hijack the image of a rainbow as if it is theirs. They created it. Oh, there were no rainbows. Still gay people. Okay. That's why rainbows are fabulous. And some people immediately view it as a reference to the LGBTQ community. He said his book wasn't specifically about being gay. I'm here to create books that inspire kids to dream big and embrace themselves, Tharp said. I think a book can save people because that's what saved me. I got lost in books and they taught me that it was okay to be creative and it was okay to think differently. So that was what my mission was with this book, to write something that helped kids understand it is good that you're different than me because we can learn something from each other. I learn something from the left all the time. Don't act that way. Don't be like them. Uh, Michelle Mock, who works for the district, was stunned the book triggered a conflict. There's that word again. What if you're triggered by the word triggered? What if you're triggered by those old Westerns with, what was it uh, uh, Gene Autry? Was his phone or was it someone else? Their, uh, their horse was trigger in the old black and white Westerns. Uh, my, my mom talks about that. That was like her favorite as a kid. The favorite uh, TV show was um, the horse was trigger. And I believe it was, I'm trying to think of the actor's name. He's long since dead now. But it was, it was kind of like the Lone Ranger. But there was, it was really, really long time ago. And so the, if you ever watch, they still come on on some Western theme channels. But anyway, uh, his horse was Trigger. And Trigger was probably the smartest actor on the set. But it was one of those white guy, white, the good guy always wore the white hat, that kind of thing. Um, I think a book can save people. I went through that. It's highly disappointing, Michelle Malk said, because there's absolutely no reason for it. Inclusion is a wonderful thing. See, I don't know where this comes from. I don't know what the book actually says. So here's your homework assignment. Yes, you can do some work. Come on, people. Put down the bottle of bourbon, Grandma, and get to it, Okay. That's the internet. It's not hard. Uh, maybe you can Google the uh, the book. It's okay to be a unicorn. In fact, I'll show you how easy it is. I'll do it right now. I'm not a very fast typer, I, uh, I warned you. Not a very fast typer at all. Uh, well, I can be a really good typer really pretty quick, but then I have to go back and and fix the 17 uh, mistakes I made. And I'm looking at a, I guess it's the cover of the, uh, it's okay to be a unicorn. Uh, it's got a goofy looking unicorn with the big uh, letters above its head. It's okay to be a unicorn. 
I don't know. Um, but anyway, there's a lot of information about it. Uh, apparently, it is in the Salt Lake Public City Library, or Salt Lake City Public Library, I should say. Um, uh, again, it's about a unicorn pretending to be a horse until he learns to embrace his true self. So what happened to the horse? The, the horse just got left in the lurch. Now this guy has to write a book called I Used to Be a Horse, But a Unicorn Broke My Damn Heart. And I still love him. Uh, but who knows? Look it up. You can you look for more. I just think it's kind of, it's to the point where being offended is almost a, a sporting event now. It's almost like who can top who? Well, I could be more offended than you can. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, I, I've got it worse. I expect a new reality show. I wrote about this probably 10 years ago. I expect a reality show called to be the biggest victim to come out on CBS or NBC or hell, maybe even ABC. And it would be a bunch, a bunch of minority folks living in an apartment and they would always be fighting each other, trying to figure out who the biggest victim was. Yeah, well, I'm a gay black woman. Well, excuse me, I'm a homosexual and transgender so i've got you beat honey oh yeah what about me i'm a lesbian i'm in a bikers called lesbians rock and i've got this mohawk what about me you see where this could go it could be highly entertaining and probably offensive and let's face it offensive can be really funny at times now what about tipping culture Let's talk about that. Uh, story comes about uh, Grubhub and DoorDash. And the Daily Dot has this headline, Tipping Cultures Out of Control. Workers show stacks of DoorDash orders for customers who allegedly did not tip. Sparking debate. Uh, the story is by Javia Baker Whitelaw. Uh, and if I mispronounce your first name, I I'm sorry. Uh, tipping cultures perennially is a perennially divisive topic on TikTok. I never go on TikTok. Never. Uh, inspiring arguments about how much people should tip service workers and whether it's okay to just tip nothing at all. I've got a big background in this. Yes, you should always tip unless they just give horrible service. As long as I've been in the restaurant business or was in a restaurant business over 30 years, there's time, there's been three or four times I didn't tip. And let me tell you, the service has to be awful for me not to tip. Uh, you have to work really hard to not get a tip for me. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. But uh, if someone works for tips and you know, they work for tips and you don't tip, you need to go look in the mirror and slap yourself. Preferably with something really hard. Uh, because you're not a very nice person. <clears throat> uh, this week, another tipping-related TikTok is going viral. It's posted by DoorDash worker, and I'm not going to give the name, uh, attracting more than 2.8 million views in three days. It shows a pile of orders supposedly being ignored uh, by DoorDash drivers because the customers did not include tips on their orders. Here's a thought. I guess I've never used DoorDash. Uh, they don't deliver like most places that deliver don't deliver where I live for some reason. Uh, I'm not that much in the country, but anyway, 
I guess you can include a tip like up front, which I never liked that. I never liked that. It To me, you tip when you pay the bill, when they deliver, whatever. When the business is done, then you tip. That's the appropriate time. Because otherwise, the person, you haven't given them an opportunity to show how great their service might be or, on the other hand, how eh, their service might be. I've never been comfortable with that. But if you don't tip when you order something, like uh, when I order pizza and they deliver it, or then, uh, and I used to do it quite a bit uh, when I lived somewhere, they actually delivered. But anyway, I would always, they had the offer you could tip up front. I never did. Always tipped in cash. And I always, again, I would look at the pieces, check it out, check the time they took, everything. And I would tip more or less based on how good they were. That's simple. Because I wanted to judge them on the job they did. <clears throat> Uh, but then there's this, in this store, there's a, a big stack of orders and these been sitting here more than four hours because no dashers would take non-tip orders, uh, reads the caption, no tip, no trip. The workers told me no dashes slash Uber eats slash Grubhub went to get the order. <clears throat> well, how do you know the people aren't going to tip when you drop it off? I'm, I'm just saying, especially food. So they bring the food, you're not going to tip them, maybe. Maybe they really hooked you up with, uh, you know, the extra packets of ketchup and salt and all the other things you may need. Might be some extra sauces in there. How are you not going to tip them? But you have to find out. And ultimately, if you work for Grubhub or DoorDash or any of those places, you have to understand something. The choice ultimately is yours. If you want to work there, fine. But your job is to deliver stuff. And not sure how the pay scale works, but if your job is to deliver things, you need to deliver them. If that person doesn't tip you, <clears throat> yeah, to me, it doesn't speak well of them, but it's still your damn job. So shut up and do your job. Now, again, I think I've covered it all. If your job is to do a certain thing, do that certain thing. And if you get good service and don't tip, I hope a mule kicks you in the testicles. Is that clear enough how I feel? <clears throat> but anyway, uh, I'm not going to get into all the arguments against tipping or for tipping or blah, blah, blah. They've been said and done and heard too many times. Now imagine, it's time for your fake story, by the way. Your fake doctor ginned up lying through the skin of, the skin of their teeth, lying through their damn teeth. Not the skin of their teeth, but their teeth. If your tooth has skin you're probably a cannibal and that's not cool. I think cannibals pretty much trigger everybody. I think. Uh, but a Hooters waitress, I believe, has uh, has done gone and uh, written a fake, fake racist incident. Made one up. Created racism where there was none because she wants to be a victim. Uh, here is the story and you can judge for yourself. And uh, this is from Daily Dot again. Giselle, Giselle Hernandez had this up on Wednesday, last Wednesday, I assume. A Hooter server server is going viral on TikTok for sharing an encounter with an allegedly racist customer at a St. Louis location. User Aisha 
is a black server at the restaurant chain, which is famously known for serving bar food and having attractive young female staff. Uh, on March 24th, Aisha posted a TikTok claiming one of her tables requested a blonde server uh, instead of her. Hmm. Uh, the country redneck table that realized I was their server and asked for a blonde instead, she wrote on the overlay text. The video used a sound sampled from the hit movie White Chicks in which Terry Crews's character says, Someone get this jigaboo away from me. Aisha relayed the interaction in one of the comments. I'd be like, hey guys, I'm as... And then, yes, no man, we want a, we want a white server. Let me tell you something, Aisha. I'm not calling you a liar. But if that actually happened, I would be stunned. Because let's face it, most people who are racist, and there's not a lot of them around, but those who are, typically don't do that up front out in public. They just don't. So I don't believe your story. I think you're making it up because it's going to get lots of views, lots of hits, get you a little publicity. Who knows where it can lead? Because victimhood, we all know, is very powerful. I think you're trying to tap into the power of victimhood, even fake victimhood. Uh, the video has since uh, been seen more than 23,000 times and over 100 comments from viewers shocked at the customer's alleged behavior. Imagine having a racial preference for who brings you your food, a user commented. Probably for the best. People like that deserve bad service every single time. Another viewer wrote, in the video's pen, the comment, a user referenced slavery, of course, uh, as a way to poke fun at the situation. They didn't have a problem with us serving them before, they wrote. You know that ended almost 200 years ago, right? You do know that. Uh, it was in all the papers. Other viewers claimed the situation wasn't one-sided. I waited tables for about three years and I had black folks tell me they didn't want a white boy. A user claiming to be a past server wrote, it sat on both parts. Aisha replied, I've had an all black table tell the person paying, don't tip that white girl, don't give her none of your money. Goes both ways, another viewer said. Aisha once again clarified that she never said it doesn't go both ways. Some viewers asked the creator if she couldn't have simply denied them service. The TikToker said she couldn't, but management could kick people out. Uh, but anyway, I think it's a fake, fake incident. I think she did it to gin up some, who knows, you know, people might send her money to make up for the, the egregious behavior of the imagined white party that was racist. But maybe it did happen. If it did, it shouldn't. Those people should be ashamed. And for God's sakes, people, tip people, honestly. If you don't tip, you are a bad person, unless you get really bad service. And then in that case, that's on you, bartender. That's on you, server, you, delivery driver, you, whoever. That's on you. Okay? I'm on your side until you refuse to do your job. Then I'm not on your side anymore. That's it for me. I'm out. I'm out of here. Thank you for listening. God bless. God bless America, rule number one. Now, rule number two, go Gators. And number three, if you're left, you just ain't right. And if you don't tip, you most likely ain't right. Talk to you tomorrow, my friends. God bless you. Take care. Be good to yourself. Say your prayers. Eat your vitamins. All that fun stuff in life. 
We'll talk to you soon, as in manana. You didn't know I spoke French, did you? <laughs> Take care, guys. We'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to y'all tomorrow. God bless. <laughs>